Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. That was oh. the fastest ever. <laughs> that was that the we fastest. started. The fastest ever in history. We went, are you ready? Yes. Okay. And then that's, that's all never we happened. did. On, Nobody's usually, ever, we're not all ready. Usually. Zoom has truly been sometimes like a, a 90 minute affair. Um, Before we even begin the recording. 90 minute affair. The, yeah. the, the four hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Well. <laughs> I don't know what to do with all this pr- productivity. You uh, you look good today. You look like you're glowing. Like like you're just uh really vi- vibrant. Is it That's, sweat? It could be. <laughs> it's certainly not anything. Usually else. with me it's sweat. So I'm just asking. Um I don't know. I think it might just be because I chose like a color behind me, but I feel I feel like on my screen I look really washed out. No. Well, your the tone changes when the lights change, but like you just as a as a like your aura is like glowing. Oh, what if I told you that these lights aren't actually on? This is just my aura. I'm just uh, glow. It's all over. It's, it's just, just a so visible. Color a technicolor dream coat aura. That's me. I'm Jesus. Um, Aww. are you? Isn't that Joseph who has that? Hmm. I yep. don't know. I, listen, <laughs> no, I'm, right. I, I don't know much about. Well, you're more in the theater space than I am, but I'm you're pretty. more the Christian. So um. <laughs> I wouldn't even go that far. I feel like you're the one who prays when a ghost shows up. Um, I don't know. I left that behind a long time ago. You That's know the true. Our Father probably better than I do. I maybe. I also I do. I know way too much about the Duggars. So maybe I am a little more in the in the Christian world you than eat you are. Tater tot casserole. So I think you automatically win. Thank you. Uh, You're I got, welcome. <laughs> I'll take it as a compliment because if I take it as anything else, I'll cry. Um, how I got to hear about your shows, Christine? Ah, em, they were really fun. Uh, what? Uh, it's been like small crowds, but like people were just so much fun. It was like comedy clubs, and we went back to Wise Guys in Salt Lake City where we had shows, um, which was really fun. And so yeah, I read some Mormon reviews. Um, yeah, it was it was a good time. Um, what Thank was, you for asking. What was your the highlight of it all? Like what oh, was your... well, you just said the highlight and I have to tell you since you made that beautiful double entendre. 
Huh. Uh, was it about a highlighter? <laughs> it's about how I'd said, Alexander, I have a genius TikTok idea. We oh, should God. get high and then tell each other or write down children's book story ideas, which was something our friend Alexis made up a long time ago. <laughs> and so we did that in silence for like 10 minutes. And then on the video, we read them aloud to each other, but we weren't supposed to laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and our video has almost 400,000 views already. Oh, look at that. Like, what? I don't know. I just like put it up there. They Our videos on Beach to Sandy's page usually get like, I don't know. 800 maybe views this one is fucking 360,000 or something uh TikTok's it, weird it was only one out of six so i'm like really proud of my high genius you know um that's yeah. so that was the highlight literally um uh-huh yeah 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 but so i just posted part two and then put my phone on do not disturb so we'll see after the episode what happens with part two but um my favorite book was called mac mac roll pi um, so I'm hoping that that can be published, um, oh, stat. right, right away. Yeah. Right away. Right Understood. Away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how are you, Amethy? Nah, this and I that. Know. <laughs> I know. I sent you something, but it won't come till later on. So, but I gave them Allison's phone number cause I know you have more of your procedure today and stuff. Yeah. Today's the day I actually get them ripped out these veins. <gasps> uh, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I hate veins. Uh, oh, really? Me too. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. But I've been trying to be so strong for you and I can't do it. No, I can't either. I um, I really honestly, it makes me not want to be, I can't breathe. Um, God, just, I can't breathe and I'm not even going through it. I'm and just, I, um, it's the, it was one of those things where like it was, the second it was done, I couldn't remember the pain. And mm. so now I can't remember how it's going to go, but I know it's going to go so bad my brain will dissociate the pain but, later. Hey, isn't that a plus? Uh, I guess. So uh, if it's at two o'clock, by three o'clock, I won't know how bad it was. Yeah, you can, uh, <laughs> you can uh, practice astral projecting in my house. I, yeah, I, I feel so bad for... Um... I feel so bad for the doctor because her and the two people that helped me last time, they're the same people this time. And they're like, oh, this one. (laughs) I have a feeling they're going to be like. Anyway, I'm sure they're used to it. Yeah, they're probably used to it. They said that last time they were like, oh, well, one person slept through it. And I don't believe that. Apparently it's true. I have heard it from. Is it actually? Apparently. And and, um. I've had to go in like feels like every day this week to get multiple ultrasounds to make sure that like everything's healing right. Right. And every time they go, I go in, they're like, "How are you?" And I'm like, "Not good." <laughs> like, it's like, and it's not good. Um, and and I, they're like, "Oh, and you haven't even had the phlebectomy yet." And I'm like, "Oh, why, why would you like, say it like that? Like, you yeah. haven't even done this part." That's why I've got a little tood with them because I'm well, like, yeah. yes, I haven't even gotten through the worst and the last time was pretty bad. I would have a tood as well. And I do also have a tood. Can you call it. them and have a tood? Do you I think feel I like... can call anyone and have a tood? Oh. I can't even call like a person I'm actually having a battle with and say anything. <laughs> but you're right. I'm sorry. I regret everything. Oh, it sounds like this where I'm glad we have like Lisa Lampanelli in the corner because I really just wish she could call them and yell at them because I'm in a lot of pain. But then like Eva's girlfriend, Rachel, recently was like, oh, well, since Eva does all my um, doc, like my medical phone calls and I was like, am I allowed to ask her to do that for me? Can I pay her extra on the side just to like make phone calls for me? Um, In case you can't tell at my counseling and therapy and hypnotherapy have not quite been working as well as I'd hoped so. As soon as you find someone who knows how to like talk uh, on a phone and like be strong, 
wow it's you almost just want them you want to carry them around everywhere i I, like i didn't even marry one and i like that is my one regret (laughs) about my relationship with blaze is we're both afraid of the phone i'm like one of us needed to be strong in this area my mom used to be the strong one on the phone and now i have to make all the phone calls myself and i'm not gonna give it to her because i think she'd actually say yes but sometimes i'm like man i really wish my mom would just do this for me (laughs) all of a sudden when it comes to medical stuff i'll always be 10 and just like just not want to do any of this and i revert yeah revert to childhood for sure anyway i drink today because in a couple hours the veins in my legs will not be there anymore i'm literally Um, going to jump out of the window (laughs) i can't i can't handle it i honestly i i don't even it's usually even when i got like my like my my svt stuff that was less awful like that was I, scary too like obviously because it was your heart yeah but th- that surgery i was okay with knowing what they were doing to me i don't even want to know about the vein thing <sighs> and I, and i don't even want to know after it's happened i don't want to look it up no. i don't want to know Fuck no. i just I'm so glad you didn't google it i mean i don't know either i would i'm just if glad. i googled i if i googled i would have the bravery to call and cancel <laughs> I, think, I think literally that would push me over the edge and i would be like Actually, my leg is fine. Thank you yeah. for trying, everybody. And every time I would go in for the ultrasounds, they have all these charts of like your veins and how important all Why? of them are. And I'm like, get but it out so... of my face. And t- four and of them don't take ult- them out. Four of them ultimately are being taken out. It's two on each leg. And honestly, Christine, this is like where the shame comes in. And I haven't, I haven't even shared this with anyone yet. I called it's just them. you and me. So right, obviously, uh, there's um, <laughs> I was supposed to. So I got the, there's ablation and phlebectomy. Ablation does something, something that involves cauterizing. I think it ablates, but I'm not sure. It could be. the And the phlebectomy flebs something, definitely. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I definitely know that, yeah. <laughs> I know the phlebectomy is when they take it out, but the ablation is they did something else right. to, like, cauterize think, old yeah, bad veins. it, right. Because um, that's, I only know that because the ablation that they did on my heart is, like, cauterize something. Um, but uh, my heart. something mysterious we'll never know (laughs) but um i was supposed to do ablation on my left leg then ablation on my right leg then full back me on my left leg full back me on my it's like a whole macarena situation (laughs) so they call it (laughs) the macarena veins if you will (laughs) um and i have called them and told them face to face too i'm not i told them i was like can we just do the phlebectomy on my left leg get my left leg done and honestly not even touch my right leg and i'll come back to it in like a year to see if i'm ready like yeah. i like and it was supposed to happen like today my right leg was supposed to, but like it was so painful oh, so, you, so you put the other one off oh i'm so glad are you because i'm freaking out that i did the wrong thing like maybe i should just rip it off like a band-aid and just get it done with oh i thought you meant rip it off like a band-aid literally and i was like i'd rather <laughs> I mean, I my veins rip- are getting ripped out like a I <laughs> swear to God, Em, I was like, what, like a, a DIY procedure? A DIY <laughs> phlebectomy? I don't think so. Um, I don't yeah, give you I, the license to flub anything off your body by yourself. Well, so I, I feel I feel like I'm doing, maybe I'm doing myself a disservice, like I should just get it over with. But, okay, here's the thing. I know we're, we've already discussed this for like 10 million hours. I'm so sorry, everybody. But. You know, if your if your veins were getting ripped out today, you'd want to talk about it too. Okay, Um, (laughs) so uh, I thought, and this is so stupid on my end, and this is why I need someone. If my if you're my mom, you're not listening to this, by the way. Just go 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 thirty seconds over. Um, I I was afraid 
I was so afraid, I think, that I wasn't like totally listening to what the doctor said. Or honestly, I'm kind of convinced the doctor didn't fucking say anything that um, my insurance made it so and i guess because my veins in particular are so fucking massive that the doctors agreed with the insurance that the ablation and phlebectomy had to be done in two procedures but i guess usually it's one procedure so like by now my leg should have been handled but i guess because my veins by the way are double the size of most people's veins did you know that i just found out what why apparently veins are a five i don't know what unit that is but they said veins are fives and you have a you have 10 i don't know what that means 10 out of 10 congratulations and so they said because mine are so wide and big that the procedure was going to require two procedures anyway so anyway I, I i swear to god i feel like no one ever said that to me and so i thought after my ablation after i talked to you i thought my left leg was done and then i went in for an ultrasound and they were like okay so we should schedule you for the second Why part would and they i was like tell you that and i was like what second part i was like do you mean my second leg and they went <laughs> no we have to do it again and so then in my brain i got it in my head that instead of having to deal with that pain one more time i had to deal with it three more times oh, forget it and so then I just like canceled my right leg. I don't blame you. I would have done the same thing. It was, I mean, it was, I'm not saying it's the right thing, but I would have absolutely done the same fucking thing. So I feel like it was worth. the wrong thing because now I'll have a year to think about it. And like, maybe I should just do it. But the, and like, also like we're not touring right now. Okay. But what if you do this And I can't part... fly. I can't fly while I'm doing this. So like, I can't do this while we're on tour. On our private jet. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not allowed to fly for like two or three weeks oh shit so like i would really have to it wait until to we're in a break. off tour again mm. well okay what about you do today's and then what maybe this one will be less bad <laughs> maybe this one will feel like little butterfly kisses from the doctor yeah it could be um oh by the way i i so at the ultrasound i asked the doctor again i was like how is it that people sleep through this yeah and she's like well those people have gone through multiple births and i went oh okay <gasps> well are you serious i was like i'm glad this is a walk in the park for parents but um not me <laughs> that, that listen i wish i could trade you then because i did do that one time and it wasn't fun at all <laughs> um so i do wish i could do they so they don't give you pain medication they I'm give like, you anesthetic, but okay. the anesthetic is the thing that hurts somehow. That I don't want to know. Insane. I know Blaze probably I, already explained this to me when we were in a car and he listened to this and went, Christine, figure it out. But I don't get it. As of right now, I don't when either. we're recording, I don't get it. They even told me, they were like, it's not painful, which like, I, I guess the surgery is not painful. But like they said that 80% of the whole procedure <sighs> is just getting you numb, but the numbing what? is what sucks. Is it just they're giving you so many different shots of like, I mean, on top of on top of the pain of the anesthetic, like numbing you, um, it, they're also jabbing you a bunch of times with needles to get to right. Be that able part to... can't be enjoyable. I'm because I mean, even when you get numbing like in your mouth, whatever, like that fucking hurts at first. Like when they put the needle in, like that hurts. Yeah. So maybe it's like that. <laughs> And each leg is like, well, at least so far it was at least like 10 mouth sizes. Yeah. It was was like 10 needles at least. And then they had to do it halfway through because I started feeling stuff, which like, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. (sighs) 
it's just it's very are we I done just, with the show yeah i like need to lay down <laughs> like i'm not even participating in this but i need you to understand that i'm like unwell about this anyway my main my main concern is like and maybe it's because like at a hospital maybe they would put you to sleep but here they don't but it sounds like across the board they don't put you to sleep for vain stuff i would which put myself to, i would my be mind. like i'll just um like hit me with a hammer like literally <laughs> like, anything or i'll do it myself if you don't want to be liable you know but just put me out of my misery while Oh, oh my, my god, god. Em, I am like beside myself. I'm I'm not handling your medical shit well right now, and I'm sorry about that. Thank you. I would like to be pitied because this is a bad one. Okay, um. I, well, if this is helping, <laughs> I sure hope so. Because um, yikes. Okay, please talk about um before we get into this. Please talk about something that's like going on in your life because every time we, oh. I I feel like. I feel like every episode is just me bitching about health stuff. So please oh gosh. do something. I mean, my stuff's never very exciting, but I do have uh, an update that you'll probably be excited about, which is that in Vegas, you kind of had to leave a little bit early because you were going to the Philippines. No big deal. Uh-huh. Um, so I stayed an extra day with Zandi and then Eva and Rachel were there for an extra day. And um, we stayed at uh, the Mirage because that's where we were performing. And I found my, and I'd never like done a slot machine before. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. So my brother like taught me how to do the slots. I got so into it, like not too into it to a dangerous degree, but like definitely lost some money, <laughs> but had a lot of fun. Okay. Okay. Um, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Right. Uh, but I found my favorite game and I became obsessed with it. And then I got home and for my birthday, Eva and Rachel had sent me a little package. Okay. So the, the 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 game the the slot that I like is called Hot Stuff and he's a cute little devil and he like flies Aww. around and I love him and I saw him and I was talking to my brother and I think Lisa and I said he looks so familiar like I feel like he would be in like a Casper cartoon or something and so then I googled it and he literally was in the Casper like old timey Casper cartoons and I'm like no wonder I love this evil little man so much and so then eva found like a uh, a comic a hot stuff comic mm. and he's my little devil friend and that's precious isn't he cute and uh the song goes hot 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 stuff hot. does <laughs> it I... go that way or did you <laughs> i won like 190 bucks on it one time um wow but like he's so cute and i just love him and so was e- he like Casper's like evil best yeah, he friend? Was, like, I, I think Eva described it as like the foil to Casper, you know. But like he uh-huh. also, so we read. I read the Wikipedia page to everyone. I read it at them more like. Um, and apparently, sure. he is disliked by his other demon like little compatriots because he likes to do good things to make them mad. And I was like, oh. this is my favorite character. And before I even knew he was in a comic, I was like, I kind of want to get that little guy as a tattoo because he's just so cute and fun and I just love him. And uh, my brother was like, okay. But then I found out all this backstory. Um, anyway, so I've had this on the t- uh, my couch here for a while, but I wanted to show it to you because it's just, oh, and then on the back it has uh, like, an et advertisement for perfect the et movie um because this is from the 90s i guess Aww. anyway so i just was like so taken aback when this arrived at my doorstep but i'm in love with this little guy he's the little hot stuff devil um that would be a cool little uh i'm not saying it now but one day that would be a cool yes yeah you get it come on if we got tattoos together as the ghost person, I could get Casper. Literally, exactly. I knew what you were going to say. Knew it. Yeah. If. if. I'm not saying now, but Wink. maybe one day. Tuesday? That one, that one I. 
That one Eva I just texted, define. I'm dead. That's so cute. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Eva, also, think- make us an appointment. Write that down somewhere, please. <laughs> We'll we'll shop it. We'll discuss. I'm oh, not. God, I love him. That one. I'm one percent closer at the idea of getting a tattoo. One <laughs> percent. We're we're doing it, folks. It's gonna take a while, but you know, eventually. Uh, man, that was me that trying actually, to distract you from everything. <laughs> it worked. That was a really good one. That if was. If you want um, to co- Facetime me during your procedure, I can just read this to you aloud. You know. Oh, you wouldn't be able to hear yourself because I'll be screaming, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll mute you and I'll just talk, okay? I'll just try to <laughs> shout over the screaming um, as loudly as possible. <laughs> at, the, at the last one, the doctor kept trying to ask me, like, questions. And I was like, I know you're not. You don't even give a shit about the answer. You're just trying to yeah. make me talk. And so Nice I, try. I was like, I'm no fool. I mean, I did walk in here, so maybe I am. Uh, but... Yeah, I don't know about that. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh, no, that's a that's a great way to end the intro, and uh, I hope people who like our banter had a got a kick out of the last twenty minutes. So. <laughs> Me too. And for the people who follow the person on YouTube that tells you the mark on where we start our stories, oh, uh, yeah. it's right around here. So and action. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w dot com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink daylight saving time is starting up again it may feel like there are more hours in the day but if you're hiring it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner there's only one way to do that zip recruiter right now you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash drink ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Today, we are talking about uh, the Alex Johnson Hotel. What is that? It is in an area we hardly ever find our way in, which is South Dakota. Um, <laughs> hardly ever. Okay. Hardly ever. Have it's you true. been there? Uh, 
No, I mean, I mean, even in our own stories, we're hardly ever in oh, South Dakota. I thought you meant in real life, I was like, I've certainly never been there. <laughs> Do you go every now and then? But I see what you're just, saying. Like, I just pop over. Well, I hope the South Dakotans are happy because this is very exciting for them. I, I hope so. And hopefully I do it justice because the last I feel like we haven't talked about South Dakota in quite a while. I don't know and, if I um, have ever really, which is a good thing, right? Like the crime hopefully is just, you know, a less populated state. You I hope one hope. would hope that it, there's going to be a state somewhere that just has no crime. And maybe South hope. Dakota is that maybe place. that's the dream, the dream town. We're all going to move there. Yeah, maybe. And then um, re- <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and commit crimes. No, wait, that's not part of this. Hey, God, that, yeah, yeah, back to it. It's not it. Well, so this is in Rapid City, uh, South Dakota, and this is apparently near the Black Hills. And I guess the Black Hills have their own ghost stories. I feel like uh, yeah. all hills, all hills have something spooky. There's got to be a ghost in those hills, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, uh, I guess since it's next to the Black Hills, maybe it's got some sort of extra. Maybe it's related. But I do know that in the Black Hills, some of the mountains are made of limestone. And limestone is said to cause more activity Mm -hmm. or to encourage paranormal activity. So that might be it, that the whole town's got some limestone mountains going on. Um, And then at the very bottom of those hills, is a hotel, the Alex Johnson Hotel, which some of their own stones that the hotel is made of are limestone. Aha. So the hotel is 143 rooms. It was created by, can you guess, mm. Alex Johnson. <laughs> you don't say. He was the vice president of Chicago and Northwestern Railroad. Yeah, cool. Me too. I feel like every hotelier was also a railroad the tycoon. Railroad, like a baron, yeah, or whatever the word is. A magnate. um, Oh, (laughs) stop it. Okay. (laughs) So today, the hotel, fun fact, is on the National Register of Historic Places. It's also part of the National Tour Association. It's part of the Association of Historic Hotels of the Rockies. And it has received the first Governor's Great Service Award and the Governor's Service Star. Oh, my. Um, what a me, special oh my. place i don't know what any of those things mean me but I, I like to think it's it makes it a, a it's a sterling review I was gonna say, of, i'm happy for them though so yeah if that counts for anything speaking of small government um uh we're not but i it's i saw the word governor, <laughs> governor a few times and it's so a here small we go. populated state speaking of that uh i just found out that allison and i are only an hour away from a town who i've I've mentioned a town like this before but i just found another town where it is a small town and the town's people have voted a dog to be their mayor um and i'm very excited and that is burbank california no i wish i wish um it's only I, I guess an hour from us or two hours from us, and they are they have the mayor, the dog, has an Instagram. And uh <laughs> they posted that in September they're throwing a party that is all about dogs, and it's gonna be all the mayor's friends are gonna be there. Stop. It. I have to go. And they sell t shirts that look very like serious, and it's just like with the a mayor a mayoral dog on the shirt. What so is I have to get the a shirt town called, you know? It's called Idlewild, but it's not spelled like Idlewild. So oh. I don't How know. How mysterious did the dog try to write it down? <laughs> and they were like, oh, I guess we have to go with that spelling. It's just a big scratch on the ground. 
Christine, I am going to tell you the shirt that I'm getting. So I'm going to be at that, by right. the way. If anyone wants to meet me, I'm going to be at the mayor's once. party. <laughs> I don't doubt, um, doubt it. The shirt says, it's a picture of, his name is uh, Max, Mayor Max. <laughs> The third. Oh, and so my mistake. <laughs> Mayor Max the second was my father. The shirt has him on it. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a bald eagle and an American flag yes, behind him. Yes, of course. There must be. And it says, the paw is the law. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm so happy. I'm so um, happy. So anyway, you can catch me and my paw is the law. I, I don't know. That might be from Paw Patrol. They might have stolen that. But oh. uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you I can catch me. At... Leona's not old enough yet for that, so I'll let you know in a couple years when I find out. If you uh, want a chance to run into me, it'll be at the the mayor's party. And this a, is a excellent bit, so. news. This is excellent news, Em. I'm so thrilled right now. Anyway, no back idea. to this. Uh, so it's a very you know well esteemed hotel, um, and Alex Johnson himself he wanted to make this hotel as a show place of the west oh uh and allegedly he wanted the hotel to also be a tribute to the indigenous tribes in the area Hmm. i gotta be honest i i don't know what his true intentions were also the Um, word tribute is very vague (laughs) uh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh apparently he decorated the hotel himself and it still looks like that today so there's a lot of indigenous art everywhere i know and i very much hope that they very consensually made this and then he part of it like he bought it yeah i hope he commissioned it from them and i hope or maybe they gifted it to him and they said please god decorate a whole hotel with our stuff we're begging (laughs) we need Um, it Unfortunately, I don't think that's what happened in the 1920s. So, from <laughs> a white be, man named Alex Johnson. That would be shocking, though. What a fun yeah. plot twist. <laughs> but I will warn you, apparently the whole place is just riddled with uh, indigenous art. And I, I'm sure it's beautiful, but I also don't know how it was created. And I, that makes me nervous. Yeah, so. or if there's any sort of, like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, uh, God, Christine. What's like a word for like payment? Like, um, Christine. Uh, commission? Extortion? Commission? Extortion. <laughs> I'm giving there... you a range here. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I hope there was some sort of like at least quid pro quo, an exchange, you know? Yeah. Something. I hope so. I, I hope he just happened to like truly understand the culture of all local indigenous tribes and they welcomed him with open arms. And I hope that's the story. I don't think it is though. Okay. I get. I get nervous when a white person's like, I'm going to make a tribute to all the tribes nearby and I'm going to use all of their stuff. And then we don't get any more details. It's like, oh, yep. okay. Yep. Um, so hopefully it was done with good intentions and it was it was well handled. But um, uh, anyway, on top of that, not only is the decor something to look out for, but apparently the basement of the hotel is designed very wildly. Oh. Um, not interior design wise but architecturally i guess when they when new management has come through and looked at the basement of the hotel they're like what the fuck is the shape of this place oh i don't like that in a basement yeah so i guess old school downtown rapid city south dakota had underground tunnels and to my knowledge there was the purpose is unknown for these underground tunnels spooky 
which there have been a lot of places with underground tunnels and they have really like learned like learned a lot about the history they do tours about it but right. a source that i saw said we have underground tunnels and don't know why they're here so that's <laughs> interesting today in the hotel basement you can find quote eerily narrow hallways and oddly shaped rooms there's rooms that have drains in the floor <gasps> for no reason and quote stairs with no apparent destination what this is like some winchester shit yeah, so it sounds like maybe there was a whole other layout. I, I like to think that was why it looks so odd today Please. because it was just a different blueprint. But I hope so because that is cre like mysterious drains for no reason is not something I'd like to experience. I like to think that maybe it was like maybe down there there was like a butcher shop and that's where they just like like they needed the drains in the floor. For but all then there was the blood. There's also a rumor that that was an underground barber shop where, like, they Sweeney Todded people, and what? that's why there's drains in the floor. So they're on top of it on the spooky stuff because that rumor was before I got here. So um, <laughs> you didn't just start that just now. <laughs> no. Uh, the general manager, his name was Dom Rodriguez, and he says we opened up a lot of different spaces that weren't available before, and no one can really figure out what they are. Blueprints exist only for the upstairs portion of the hotel with no mention of the underground. Okay. I mean, that's weird, right? That you wouldn't mention it. Yeah, I would think so. forget to mention it. Or also, like, the hotel, like, just turned 100. I'm sure there's not that yeah, many true. owners. Like, you could probably look through archives Trace and figure it out. your way back. Yeah. Anyway, so... Alex Johnson, his main goal of the hotel was to be a rest stop for tourists coming through because they would be, it was nearby Mount Rushmore. Okay, I see. And I guess he, you know, the railroad tycoons, the magnates, as you call them, <laughs> they really do seem to always try to find a tourist trap and then just build a hotel next to it. That's really their <sighs> I guess only skill. Why they're a ma magnate. Well, they, they also know about trains. Oh. That is the truth. <laughs> they have multiple they, skills. Give them a fucking credit where credit's due. I will say he, I don't know what life was like around this time. I don't know if this was like the big thing in the newspapers, um, but Mount Rushmore hadn't even been created yet. I think, so it, there were whispers of it. Maybe oh, shows. Oh, so he was just like h hoping, banking on this new tourist destination that didn't even exist yet. He was uh he's a bit of a gambler like you with your hot stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know all about that. I'm I'm a magnate in my own way. Um <laughs> I'm a hot stuff magnate, so I don't think anyone needs to worry about it. As you get Casper's little red friend tattooed to you. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm a magnate. As I lose four hundred dollars on the slots. That's an ex slight exaggeration. Sort I was of. gonna say the number keeps climbing. <laughs> yeah, well it was yeah, just do a little range, you know. We can keep the people guessing. From here to there, that's how much I lost. Um, <laughs> so his goal was for to be a, a rest stop for ultimately when Mount Rushmore was created. Okay. So I guess he knew it was coming soon. And Alex started construction on his hotel October 3rd, 1927, which, by the way, fun fact, was one day before Mount Rushmore began its construction. He just wanted to beat him by a day. Got it. By a day. He was like, how about I... I do my hotel and you carve into a mountain four different <laughs> famous faces and we'll see who does it faster. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll put a creepy labyrinth in the basement. So, but don't worry about that. I won't write and it I down. Toss the blueprints. <laughs> so this hotel, it then opened 
less than a year later, which I don't know how in 2023 a hotel could go from nothing to a full fucking hotel in less than a year. In 1927, what skills were you... How were you moving that fast? Um, you know? Listen, you already dissed him and his abilities, so I don't think he's going to let you know. Apparently, his other skill is that he can move at the speed of light. So his house, not his house, his hotel... Um, it was a very swanky hotel, 11 stories, and it opened in 1928. Another fun fact, the first guest was Patty O'Neill, and the bar ended up being named after him because he was the first guest. I thought it was a lady. I got excited. I think it's Patty Patrick. Got it. I like um, it better as a lady's name for the bar, but it's okay. Patricia, it could be. We don't know. We don't know. And by the way, though. Can you imagine just being the first person to walk into a building after it's completed? And they're like, oh, we were trying to figure out how to name the bar. But what's your name? I'm always walking into buildings and hoping that happens. And it never does. If someone wanted to name a bar after us, that would be delightful. Yeah, but also. um, No. Well, I don't know if you can just call it M and Christine the bar, because I feel like we would want to make sure that it's not covered in like indigenous art or something you know what i mean like i don't want my name I on see. just like any place you know what i mean i see i see i see how about like, like we... hit us up if you want to name your company after us and we'll be thrilled and delighted here's the situation though we're called and that's why we drink why on earth do we have our own pop-up bar that's a great question and i'm asking you publicly because i've asked privately for years <laughs> and was not satisfied <laughs> with my answer i guess um i don't, I don't know how... let's do it that's my answer i don't know for halloween a pop-up spooky and that's why we drink themed bar come on no i'm, I'm in i'm a hundred i've always been in you know that i just don't know what i need to do to make this work what do you want well, me to do Maybe what maybe it's what others can do. Maybe you reach out and and show interest, so we, then we can tell our manager well, like, that this could so work. So weird, out of nowhere, people just want this bar. They're they're just rallying together. They all ha- it's a very organic thought of theirs. We did not shove it down their throats. It's like the um, weirdest thing. I don't know how anybody came up with it. Anyway, maybe October 2024, depending on people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hit us up, folks. So, uh. This became a very swanky hotel, and dignitaries would stay there. You know I love a dignitary. I know um, you do. Including six presidents. Would you like to guess Guess the six? This I'll tell you if you so get even one right. I'm going to say, like, Obama, and you're going to be like, he was not alive yet, dummy. Um, let me think. He uh, was alive while the hotel existed, but he is not one of the... Try not. older. Try right, further right, back. Right. Lyndon B. Johnson. No. Uh, Garfield. No. Who are some famous older Hoover. presidents? No. I'm Fuck. sorry. I don't <laughs> Polk. know. Polk. Girl, I said more famous ones. I and you don't went know Polk? any more famous ones. George okay. Washington. Okay. That's a, that one's a good guess, but no. <laughs> Especially because he was around Harrison 200 years old. Wait, no, wait. Harrison Ford. Not no, that's an actor. <laughs> sorry. I meant Harry. Her- Gerald Ford? Gerald. I almost called him Harold, but it's fine. That one's right. Gerald ah! Harrison Ford. I told you I knew it. <laughs> Harrison Ford. <laughs> What's wrong with me? So Han Solo came here. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, also, Coolidge, FDR, Eisenhower, Nixon, and Reagan. FDR, Eisenhower. Ni- I'm just double checking to make sure you didn't miss <laughs> one that I said. But you didn't, so don't worry. <laughs> uh, Obama doesn't seem to be on my no, list, and neither so does weird. Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. 
but maybe I don't know. Honestly, maybe they could have been there and they, no, just no one wrote it down. I mean, they, they just did, forgot. It's with the like blueprints of the, the basement somewhere. Maybe that's where he stayed. I don't know. <laughs> just a thought. <laughs> so during this time, the hotel was also home to Alfred Hitchcock um, and Cary Grant because Whoa. they were filming part of the movie North by Northwest. You mean Hugh Grant? <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry. Um, wow, those are like the only two actors I know, Harrison Ford and Hugh Grant, and I used to get them mixed up. That's so. You also get Jude Law mixed up with everybody. <laughs> well, he, I'm sure, has stayed there before, because I think I've seen it. I feel like if you saw a little girl walking around the lobby, you'd go, oh my god, is that Jude Law? <laughs> like, cover me. I'm so nervous. What will they think of me? <laughs> I might ask for an autograph. You could go up to Harrison Ford and be like, are you Jude Law? Jude Law. And he'd go, no, I'm I'm Gerald Ford. <laughs> I'm so confused. So, uh, yeah, Alfred Hitchcock and Cary Grant uh, stayed in this hotel while they were filming North That's by Northwest. Cool. Which, again, weird full circle. Well, I guess not really weird. They fully intentionally stayed here because they were filming at Mount Rushmore. Ah. Um, but so in the movie, apparently there's this famous scene, which I'm not a movie buff. I don't know how popular North by Northwest is. Maybe it's significantly popular. And I just. Am... It sounds like something like uh, film students would know. And we as t- lowly TV students would never know. Exactly. And um, apparently there's this infamous scene where I watched it on YouTube and I was not moved, unfortunately. Oh, um, no. But it's I assume Cary Grant and another woman. um uh, uh they're climbing down mount literally on their fucking faces climbing down mount rushmore oh. and i could see that being a big deal if they actually climbed down mount rushmore's face but that was movie magic they didn't actually climb can you imagine just free falling off of mount rushmore in the 20s or like how, whatever that movie came one of the i'm not gonna guess which presidents are on mount rushmore i know i should know that but like falling off one of their noses probably harold ford or like one of the others <laughs> <laughs> uh like they're like hanging on like the eyelids of somebody what? and like but so i guess maybe it was like this huge scene because maybe back then they'd never seen anything like it on tv Wait, movie magic was probably a lot more jarring and impressive well so get this i think alfred hitchcock actually planned on filming that at, at the- mount rushmore <laughs> okay like i think he really was gonna tell an actor hey we have like no like checks and balances on this like right no one's gonna know just go hang off of mount rushmore while i film you nobody's real quick looking we'll head home go climb yeah. on his nostril real quick it seems like only they were at this hotel and not like any crew that would be there to catch them not a rope no net nothing it just seems like he was they took a road trip and they'd be like you know it'd be crazy for the movie go jump off of mount rushmore and i'll film it just kidding but- unless <laughs> <laughs> but then the u.s national parks heard about that and they were like you can't film here we don't trust you i like that even back then the parks were like people are so dumb trying to climb on everything yeah they were like mm, no you can head right back home so they ended up basically having like a hangout at this hotel and then went back to los angeles to do the movie magic version anyway that's the fun fact for you alfred hitchcock stayed there He's and like foiled. also and didn't film what he planned on filming um also someone who's a movie buff is probably ripping their hair out that i said it all wrong but whatever and that's okay 
Uh, fun fact, this hotel is now one of the oldest buildings in Rapid City, and it's also one of the most haunted. So I already Ooh. mentioned him before, but general manager Dom Rodriguez, he believes in the ghosts because so many people have come up to him, but he has not seen anything. Oh. A likely story. Mm-hmm. And he says that guests and staff had all had experiences. He often hears guests reporting on something without even knowing the hotel's haunted. And I think that's what really wooed him with all this. Mm-hmm. There are allegedly four main spirits. Um, the main one, say it with me, Christine. A lady in white or red or black. But she, in this time, it is white. Yeah, man, I should have just fucking had the strength of my convictions. <laughs> but I didn't. She is the best known ghost there. They always are. <laughs> and I swear to God, it's the same lady in white just hopping from hotel to hotel for She's eternity. She's a jet setter. She is... Uh, the best known ghost in this hotel, you can find her in room 812. And the story goes, do you need me to tell you folks, that she was jilted on her wedding night and thus somehow died by suicide. This time, I guess it's jumping out of the window. It oh. seems to be jumping out of the window a lot with these lady in white stories that oh. are never fully confirmed by anybody. Right. Um, I feel like every hotel is like, that's a good one. We also have one of those now. Like, just kind of just keeps we going. We gotta get with ourselves it. a lady in white. Yeah, <laughs> all the big ho- all the big magnates are doing it. <laughs> so, uh, they say that she. The story gets you know over time a little muddled, where they don't know if she jumped out of the window or what have you. Another version is that she was actually murdered there because she was about to inherit a large amount of money. Oh, jeez. Okay. Either way, she died and we don't actually have any concrete proof of that happening right there is a now people see a woman on the eighth floor in the hallway allegedly in a wedding dress and people also hear a woman crying in her room which if that's true is very sad i know i was gonna say so like obviously we're a little skeptical just because this is such a widespread like urban legend in so many places but like if you did see a lady in white like would you be like I mean, I guess you probably would, but would you be like, oh, shit, so it's real? I, like, me personally? Yeah. I don't know what kind of question I think if is, I, but... I think at this point, if I saw a lady in white, I'd be like, finally, I at least saw one. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fair. Like, okay, so one of these out of the 100,000 we've covered is is legit. Okay. I mean... I don't know. I, I, don't I think know. I... I do think I'm jaded on this because every hotel... Yeah, like, that's the word, jaded, yeah. I'm just guessing now, the next time I cover a hotel, there will be a lady in white. There's, I don't even know. There's but I would be. bet money. Like that's a that's a good gamble. Um, Let's look at us gambling away our life savings. I know. And uh but so I I think if I saw one, I would just be excited to tell you I finally saw one of the ones we're always talking about. I'd be thrilled. I, um It's also weird how many places have a jilted bride who was yeah. so overwhelmed with with losing her husband it that makes me she wonder, died that night. Like if if it all stemmed from like one or a couple that were actually true and then like people just kind of spread the story i I don't know i don't know i feel like i feel like at least half of them have to not be real i feel like if you keep it vague enough of like oh there's a hotel where a bride died now people see a lady in white you can now just through the game of telephone i feel like 10 hotels will catch on to that I'm, i don't know i'm with you and i wonder like which one was the one that was like no but ours really happened <laughs> or maybe yeah or maybe i'm wildly ignorant to all the bride jilting depressed that brides yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you, um, you asshole. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I hope they're not all true. I would hate. Uh, first of all, I'd feel like an asshole. But also, I hope it's not right. true we don't want that that to many brides are right. jumping to their death. Ugh. But it is weird how we don't even have to. T- I might not even bring it up next time because I'm so. No, over these you ladies. should like, just so we can keep like a running count. But yeah, I get what you're saying. It is kind of like someone. Someone made like this very incredible map of all the stories we've ever covered that I know you saw. We oh, posted on Instagram. <laughs> I'm making a face. You're like, you saw it. <laughs> no, no, no. It, like, it, remember, it was like some sort of like picked infograph where it was I think like. I never opened it. I think it got set on Slack and I forgot to check it. Oh, interesting. I, I think it's on up. Instagram, but if. Um, I know Megan would know what I'm talking about. It's like someone listened to every episode and actually mapped out where all of our stories are from. And they're finally like in South Dakota. (laughs) Yeah. You can finally write that one down on your list. But I wonder if they've also, and if they haven't, don't worry about going back and listening all over again. But it would be interesting to know how many ladies in white, ladies in red, ladies in whatever have we've mentioned. Because I feel like it's... 300 out of 300 episodes. I am curious. Yes. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni. Literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So Lady in White, you see her in room 812. Um, other people think she's it, either it was a suicide or a murder. Um, and now people see a woman roaming the halls on the eighth mm. floor. 
People say they hear her crying. They also say that 812's windows will open and shut by themselves. Uh, this part is real fucking creepy. That in 812, apparently the dresser will open by itself. And not always do the usual just like throwing your stuff out of the right. dresser. It will pull the whole drawer <gasps> out, dump your clothes out of it, and then put the drawers back in upside down. Oh what? Upside down? Yeah. As somebody who always has to pull plastic bags out from behind one of those drawers because they get stuck <laughs> behind the drawer, like I know how hard it is to pull those fucking drawers out. You know what would be so judgmental if only certain clothing of yours got pulled out? It was like, I don't like this one. It was like, you really really paid money for this Ugh. gotta go i also white love is the... my color as the lady in white <laughs> so please put that away i love the symbolism of the dresser being pulled out and the clothes being dumped as a way of being like get the fuck out of here you're not welcome like literally i don't even want to touch the clothes like i'm just gonna dump them without even touching them like that like is just most people don't have the cosmic strength i do to lift a whole ass full drawer out of a that's dresser so but i'm gonna do it yeah that's so shocking like maybe this is the real lady in white she's like yeah i'm trying to make myself known here everyone else is stealing my fucking story it's another one of those conversation pieces that we've had a million times <laughs> but do you think if you had a camera rolling in that room the dresser drawer would be out uh -huh. and then in or do you think you could watch the ghost struggle to pull the drawer out like we've all done <laughs> and then put it put it in but the wrong way and they did it and by it's... accident they didn't even realize it was on the wrong track um i think our camera would do that thing where it just skips yeah and it misses time and you're like well shit what a shame because i would love to see the ghost getting fed up and just like shove it in upside down because it's the only way it'll get in it, that would <laughs> like i i just if maybe if we promise we won't show it to anybody <laughs> and get it on camera because i would love to see that Anyway, I like what a statement of like, just get out of here. Yeah, it's rude. Also, uh, there's a quote about 812 from one of the people who stayed there. I've never in my whole life walked into a room and been as instantaneously and intensely creeped out as when I walked into room 812 for the first time. My skin immediately started to crawl and did so for the entire mm. evening. Then one of the hotel lobby clerks, his name's Raz Goldman, he said... There's something I always feel a little creeped out on the eighth floor for. Mm. Uh, for me in room 812, the safe would not open and we did everything we could and it wouldn't open. Finally, I called maintenance and the safe just flung open. I don't know why <laughs> no. or how that happened, but it did. And then it put itself back upside down. <laughs> this is like poltergeisty, though. Like, that's creepy. Yeah. The general manager put out a statement saying that the spirit is peaceful, but okay peaceful, i don't really want to like, be near passive aggressive as fuck yeah peaceful but like your clothes aren't safe at the very least an asshole yeah and maybe your personal belongings if you're gonna put it in the safe she might yeah, keep it i would be careful what you say there's also apparently a second jilted bride here what um not a lady in red just like a random secondary character uh she's also on the eighth floor in room 802 and she's said to have Holy, hanged herself with the phone cord. Oh, fuck. What's morbidly interesting about this is that uh, this is the story that, unfortunately, we have some sort of confirmation for because uh, the Rapid City Police Department showed the general manager crime scene photos. No. 
see, this is what's happening. I'm like, what would, what do you think? And then it's like, well, then it is real, and I wish it wasn't real. So I don't know uh, if like the details of like a phone cord are specific, but there were crime scene photos of somebody who <sighs> died by suicide. Horrible, horrible. Um, and then also recently, an, a guest brought in a newspaper article that they found that said, quote, a young woman died on August 18th as a result of a fall from the eighth floor of the Alex Johnson Hotel. Oh, shit. So now we don't know if that's an additional death or if that confirms maybe the lady in white being pushed or we don't really know. It's just like a vague additional death. Wow. Um, well, I mean, uh, but the, didn't you say the lady in white? allegedly jumped out the window allegedly jumped so this is the closest we have to any evidence that the lady in white as a ghost is real i see but we we don't know it could just be that someone fell and right it has no connection to her being a bride or if she was you know rejected on her wedding day right that might have been just like adding to the story it could, yeah, this could be, I mean, this is a very real death. And then the lady in white storyline could just like be the same right. one that we hear at every hotel right. on top of that. Um, the third ghost is Alex Johnson himself, who died in the hotel in 1938 because he lived on the third floor. <gasps> so this is what I think is weird is that the rooms on the third floor, there's only two rooms and the rooms are 304 and 305. <laughs> Why wouldn't you start at 301? Hmm. Not my business, I guess. So, uh, it's very odd. <laughs> I know. So, he lived on the third floor, aka both of those rooms. And now the third floor itself is also incredibly haunted. And people see him walking around, I guess, keeping an eye on things. And the fourth and final main people, ghost is. Sorry to interrupt. Do people stay on the third floor? Is it still just. Now these it's giant 304 rooms? and 305. Yeah. So, oh, okay. I guess but they're, they're just maybe really like. Big. I guess so. Maybe they're like suites. They have like drains in all the floors just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and oh, the fourth ghost is of a little girl who's allegedly Alex Johnson's niece or daughter mm. um, who I guess she died early of oh, a, maybe polio, a disease. Um, <laughs> you know, one of those. Well, in general, they've said a disease, but a couple sources said polio, but I'm not sure. Um but she is also seen on the eighth floor and she's heard running down the halls. She's heard giggling at night. I hate that. Mm -mm. And I don't care how much fun she's having for eternity. I don't want to hear you. Don't bring me into it. You know, also she's known to knock on guest doors. And then when they open the door, nobody's there. Sound familiar, Christine? Yeah. 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 It seems like when you put, little kid ghosts in hotels they don't know anything more fun than knocking on doors and like door and like not it's called door a dash. ding dong door dash. <laughs> a ding dong ditch ding dong or, i mean i get it like that was it's like an age-old activity you know like everyone can appreciate a good mm-hmm. ding dong ditch moment yeah or a door dash i appreciate those I moments also quite a lot appreciate that yes agreed so she is a par- that's like her favorite game couldn't get enough of it she will knock on doors truly forever um and <laughs> just giggle and giggle and giggle and then run down the hall so a lot of guests have actually complained of children being too loud in the hall when no kids are actually staying there mm. and those are the main four the other stories are 
people seeing apparitions in their room or down the hall, hearing knocking, hearing growling. Apparently, pianos will play by themselves in empty rooms. The elevator will stop working randomly. I could chalk that one up to it's a hundred-year-old elevator, but okay. (laughs) Uh, And people also get footage. There's photos of the lady in white that people have gotten, and uh, people have sent in videos of things they've seen too so one of the main ones is that the key rack behind the front desk was just shaking by itself for no reason oh no uh so the two rooms on the third floor plus 812 and 802 those are the most haunted rooms in case you're trying to creep yourself out this is a quote from somebody who stayed in one of the rooms that said i woke up around 3 a.m because i could feel the sheets moving i waited for a moment and i could feel someone slowly slide into the (gasps) bed next to me oh my god Uh, the fact that it's slowly means like they're trying not to wake you which is just like and you're awake oh it's horrific oh the way you said that i hated it it gives me the shivers yeah and it's like were you trying to be polite like just gonna squeeze right yeah right right right. or is it like you don't exactly like oh good they're not awake yet like what's the fucking vibe Ooh, i don't know if you can see that I but they too, are man i'm sk- like my goose cam my little hairs on my arm are sky high oh we got to get some 4k video footage in here to really capture <laughs> her skin bumps there really is nothing creepier than feeling something sit on a bed or i mean never mind climbing under your sheets up well, to you in the bed is pretty bad <sighs> um wow and apparently, uh, that's just that's it's, just usual that's there. That's just life, you know? That's just life as you roll with the punches. At the Alex Johnson Hotel. Uh, Rodriguez says that uh, guests often report things. He said the average is at least once a month someone gets something. He also said that men are more likely to experience something unusual and that more hauntings happen in the wintertime. Really? I don't well, know why. every month wintertime? Except like July what? in South Dakota. Sorry. Oh my god! I was Sorry. like, is that you were philosophy? Like, are you well? <laughs> I was like, could you talk to a weatherman about that? I'm sorry. I... <laughs> I'm like, isn't every month you were like you the were winter? Like, I know we know you don't know how to say September properly, but like you gotta cool it with this like nonsense. <laughs> oh, it's embarrassing. I meant you said uh, it so confidently. I, I was know. like, am I missing something? We're you really all being lied me. to by somebody probably a meteorologist <laughs> if i were to guess probably you yeah oh right <laughs> it's me <laughs> uh there's one guy uh that's a valet manager at the hotel who he's so used to people being woken up at three in the morning and like feeling something in bed with them <sighs> this is a quote from him i would say almost half my job he's a valet manager by the way oh no I would say almost half my job is guest consolation in the morning when someone has felt like they were visited by a ghost in the middle of the night. Imagine him writing his resume and it like the bullet points are like manage this many employees like kept tra- you like go on thesaurus to find like the right word for manage, you know, or yeah. like <laughs> or like I know how to execute things properly. But then he's like, how do I like really flush consoled consoled guests post midnight terror yeah like therapy sessions with clients like i don't know how you would even phrase that that's that's something uh he's also said so many trustworthy people 
from all kinds of different professions from all over the world end up sharing those stories here. And to me, there's only a limited number of times that you can hear those stories and still assume it's random chance that they keep happening in three specific rooms on one specific floor. Great fucking point. I got to hand it to him. Uh, since the hotel opened in 1928, there are officially eight total deaths, but some of them mm. are still unsolved. And a lot of them just never even got mentioned. Um, it was pretty much just like the lady in white story and that's it. Um, but we do know that there were eight deaths. So Jeez. I guess technically there are other hotel rooms that could be incredibly haunted. Yeah, I was going to say, well, what about the other ones? I guess they just pale in comparison to the drama. If the hotel staff are openly like if the general manager is like owning that this place is haunted yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't you want to mention the other haunted rooms i would think so especially because these ones so far have already been kind of brutal and horrible so yeah also like can you imagine um if all eight of these deaths are happening in the same room because that's a fucking coinky dink uh, that's also its own fucking story then yeah i would Terrifying. not stay there i would stay there if there was a ghost, but not if like multiple people were literally dying for no reason in that room. Oof. One thing that I will say is that on top of everything, there are poltergeist experiences, like I mentioned earlier, like right. the um the, the drawer, drawer being opened. But people, like I said, they hear growling. People have also said that they have seen things flying across the room. They have seen figures in the mirrors. Um, people Ugh. have been shoved and bitten. Oh, ooh, ew. Bitten is so crazy and that's like horrifying. Also, like intimate, like a wild. Yes. That's, like that's wild. That's a mouth on your skin. Oh my god! And also, like, who are you that you're biting people in the afterlife? You know, <laughs> who like, are you like yeah. shoving somebody? You know, we've all been like in that. Like, I get it if you, if you're confused as a ghost or you're they're in your space, but like biting, like. Why are you doing I, that? I've never hated somebody so much where I was like, I can't wait to fucking bite right? them. Like, I don't want to put my mouth on someone I don't like. So why? Why biting? That makes me think that it's, like, not human. That, like, it's an animal. Oh, oh, I thought you meant just, like, a demon. But yeah. Oh, well, yes. It could be also a demon for sure. <laughs> could be that I don't one. know. No, we'll have to trace the teeth marks. Um, uh. I, and then, of course, who could forget that apparently there are you know the chairs in the hotel room people have said that they get randomly thrown at the staff by nothing they oh, just fly no. across the room at people oh no so no thanks at all on that um taps the not oh. ghost adventures ghost hunters right uh they came to the alex johnson hotel and they said that they got their hair pulled they could feel breath on them um they heard different EVPs. They got a, a deep voice and a female voice. They heard squeaking. Um, and on top of that, I mean, I, they also heard intelligent knocking when asked mm. multiple times. They said, can you do this? And then they would get knocks. Um, oh, and as for more poltergeist activity, dogs refuse to go into certain rooms. See, I'm, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like any of that. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're someone who does like that, and you want to stay at this hotel, you can get the ghost adventure package where no. you stay in one of the haunted rooms. They give you an, an EMF detector and they give you a $25 dining credit and you get access to their very classy members only rooftop bar, the Vertex Sky Bar and Ooh. free valet for the night. And free valet for the night probably means like free consolation from this like, poor <laughs> so valet manager And a free later. therapy session in the morning. No, you probably have to pay for that. Yeah. 
Um, other than that, staff have admitted to seeing, quote, figures in the mirrors, things flying off the shelves, cups sliding across the desk like someone or something is moving them. Um, they've also gone into rooms, you know, thinking that they like had to do a work order. And when they knocked on the door, they heard someone say hello or come on in. And then when they got in, no one was there. Mm-mm weirdly this is just like an extra bonus i guess but some people have seen the spirit of a football player i thought you were gonna okay. say football and i was like now i'm listening that's crazy that's yeah cr- it's one with teeth and it bites people oh wait that was a weird <laughs> dream i had uh so if you see a football player you're getting like the limited edition bonus ghost congrats and that's a that's about it i guess on i got Who's nothing else to we say don't to know you. who the football player is. is he just dressed as a football player is that how we know it's actually uh, Harrison Ford. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, there's a uh, there's the main thing is the lady in white. Uh, and then when Taps was there, they were able to confirm that it was super haunted. And if you want that for yourself, you can get the Ghost Adventure package. Why do so, they call it the Ghost Adventure package? I wonder if they want you to feel like Zach Bagans was there. Which, as two people who have been in a hotel after Zach Bagans That's was right. there, That's right. it's not worth your time. No, I um, would be careful what you wish for. You know. Yeah, we you will we can tell you therapy package the next day. On full authority, we can tell you it is not as fun as it seems. No, in fact, it's much less. <laughs> anyway, that's the Alex Johnson Hotel. Good job. Thank you. I enjoyed that. Good. Okay, um, I have a Moida story for you. A Moida. A Moida. Not another Moida. This is the story of grace Mullane. of course it's sad i don't know why i almost said it's sad they were all fucking sad uh yeah so i don't even know why i give you that little tidbit at the start speaking of jaded i appreciate that you're not jaded enough to still tell us 334 times later that that it's gonna be sad yeah oh that was one thing that one reason i was gonna say that i drink is because we did episode 333 which is like half of 666 and we had talked about doing something very exciting and then we completely forgot so yeah we only found out after we recorded and we asked eva what episode that was and then we found out it was three and i was like well literally just stopped recording oh well oh well so to start off uh there was a documentary called the murder of grace mullane social media killings um that it's on the bbc and a lot of this information comes from that documentary And just to start off, because sometimes I like to just fucking push you off a cliff into the sadness. Um, let's Thank start... you so much. You're so welcome. I'm coming with you, at least. Um, Grace's family, uh, she was the victim in this story, shared a statement for the documentary. So I'll uh, read it here. Grace was a kind, fun-loving, adventurous daughter, sister, cousin, and friend with her whole life ahead of her. She was enjoying the first of what would have been a lifetime of adventures before her life was cruelly and brutally cut short. Her sense of fun, adventure, her love of travel and exploring, along with her ability to light up any room she walked into with her generosity of spirit, are the memories we as her family cherish and how we will remember her. Jeez. Yeah, that's a toughie. So the story takes place in 2018, and Grace Mullane at the time was a 21-year-old young woman from Wickford, Essex in England, and she planned to take a gap year to solo travel after graduating from university. 
So according to Grace's best friend, they'd been friends since grade school. Her name's Paige Gallagher, and she's quoted a few times throughout this story. Grace was a bubbly, kind, caring person. She was always looking after me. She was always the one to take care of everyone else. And apparently she was also known to bring her camera everywhere to keep track of all her fun adventures and activities. That sounds like a like any fun kid of like, like a oh. young person with yeah. What year was this? 2018. Yeah, I feel like that was uh if you didn't have a phone yet, I feel like we we as kids went through an era of like you have your phone and your camera. Your cool pics. Your cool uh, pics. Everyone had a cool pics. Yeah. So I feel was, like yeah, that was very common of like, well, let me I got to get you don't know when you're going to need to take a picture. Okay, but this was 2018. So like Oh, shit. I keep thinking 2008. Quite, I know. I got that mixed up, too. So, like, she was... So, in 2018, she was 21. So, quite a bit mm. younger than us. So, was born, I assume, in 97. Um, okay. But, I don't know. Maybe she had one of those cool, fancy cameras that, like... I don't know. I was always pictures. jealous of, like, the the people who like the... Um, the photography folks. The antique, vintage... Oh, yeah. Fold-out cameras. I, I feel yes. like... If you're into photography, you just always got one on you. And they're like, you don't use film? And I'm like, I did. And then I opened it by accident and it all turned black. So yeah. I don't use that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So she is doing this gap year. She was like a very creative person, a painter, an adventurer. She loved to travel, was like really good at making new friends no matter where she went. So in 2018, she planned this six-week solo trek through Peru and then on to New Zealand. Wow. So the first leg through Peru, oh my god, sorry, I just found a cucumber on my lap. I'm gonna when eat did, it. <laughs> when, it's been at least an hour since you had a cucumber, because I have been talking to you the whole time. When did you, when, where, where did that come from? Did you eat cucumbers today, or was that from a whole other day? <laughs> from my sandwich that i have next to me so oh, i must okay. have just picked it up at one point and set it back down because i haven't really been eating it but i just needed a little sustenance you know i that, that's much better because i definitely thought um i definitely thought you just found well, that to from, be like, fair i didn't realize an where, era. It was, where it was from until i after i ate it so that was that was my bad um your life is crazy <laughs> i i know i'm I mean, a wild child what can i say <laughs> I've never picked something up and just been like, let's see if I enjoy this. Really? That's all I do. No. Mm, no. <laughs> if if I can't remember eating it in the last half an hour, I'm not putting it in my mouth. I'll eat it. Nobody. Right. You're like, nobody offered it. You. You're you're worse than Geo, maybe. I think he'd oh. see that and be like, that was from a while ago. That might ago. be where he gets it from, honestly. <laughs> He does eat rocks and stuff, so that could be oh, from me. That's about that's a bad influence, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so she is on this trip. Uh, it's a six-week solo trek through Peru and on to New Zealand, and she had a wonderful time during the first leg through Peru, and she made lots of friends along the way and was keeping in touch with her home base. So back in England, um, her family and friends were there keeping track of her and her journey. And she also posted photos of her adventures to social media. So once she got to New Zealand, she, you know, kept her like social street going. She made lots of new friends along backpacking routes. And one of them said, Grace was just like everyone else you meet while you're backpacking. You're all out there for the same adventure. So they're all just like getting along, 
passing each other, I don't know, doing parts of the journey together. And at the end of November, Grace decided she was kind of out of the backpacking part of this trip. She wanted to ditch the trails and go to Auckland and just explore the city. So her new friends stayed and did, you know, their hiking, their backpacking, and she decided to stay in Auckland and just explore the more urban parts of New Zealand. So this means basically she was on her own again, like doing solo travel again. So Grace did what a lot of people do when they're traveling solo and uh, turned to dating apps to find some locals who could show her around the city. Mm -hmm. And I know my cousin did this when she was visiting me in LA and I was like, you're meeting someone from Tinder. And she's like, Oh, just like to like get a ride to Venice and get a tour. That's crazy. And I was like, I, cause I don't like strangers that much, but I guess this, this young woman was much more sociable than I. I also, I mean, it's, it doesn't seem that weird based on like, I don't know. I know more about like Bumble BFF, but right. like, I've seen people on there say like, I'm only in town for 24 hours. Take me yeah. to lunch. And I'm yeah. like, all right, that's, I, I'm not going to swipe on you. But... Oh, you said all right. And I'm like, wow, that was easy to convince no. you. <laughs> <laughs> all right is in like, all right, that's, that's a, that's a different way of living than that. I would yeah, handle it. Yeah. I'm not, I like, if I'm somewhere for a day, I'm like, can I just, I mean, I'll either Google it or just like lay in bed and pretend like I am just at home, which is probably not a healthy way to approach travel either but it just sounds exhausting <laughs> it does it sounds like if you're if you're only in town for a short amount of time i don't know i mean allison's like that though like I she'll know. travel she's, she's good at stuff like that she when she went she went to the philippines before i got there and she like made a friend and on the same day they ended up going on like an eight hour tour together i was like whoa that's yeah, but like it's a lot of like brave it's very brave because i'm like what if that person annoys me and then like yeah i'm I'm not even that easily annoyed by people but i feel like but if they are or or if there's something like where you're like i don't want to ruin a whole day of my trip yeah it's sort of like oh so now like what if they say something like oh and i my house is filled with indigenous artifacts that i stole from this hotel (laughs) in south like whatever i don't know but i'm like i don't want to be friends with this person now i'm stuck with them for seven more hours um and i'm sure that's that's just how my brain works i'm sure that's not how it actually goes with that's how my brain this. works when yeah. allison texts me and she's like oh yeah I'm, we're still <laughs> hanging out friend. i'm like i'm like i'm glad and i guess it makes sense in some ways because at least you make a friend and in a place that you don't know maybe they have some like safety tips or something yeah, or yeah, it's also like you think safety in numbers like at least you have a companion now and you're not a woman traveling solo yeah Yeah. or maybe they have maybe they speak the language and you don't if you're in a certain area yeah but it it's it is still bizarre to me but i guess it's no different than like probably the first time someone ever introduced the concept of an uber it's like oh you get in a car with a random person yes that's a great point em i feel like i just haven't been in that position enough to really have a fair assessment but in my head it's not enjoyable but i can see why people do it and i'm like good for you you know i'm like yeah i'm impressed by that attitude and i wish i were more like that but even when i'm traveling i'm just like already tired thinking about it i don't want to go like like I already, I'm exhausted trying to figure out my own way. I don't want to have to like mingle oh, with somebody I don't God. know. Yeah, and I'm also like really indecisive, and I feel like I'm not good in a partnership like that because I'll just let them decide everything. And like, I'm I, so I picky with what is fun to me and what's not. I'd be so scared that I was with somebody who wanted to do like, what if I met somebody and they're like, "Look, we don't know anybody. Do you want to form an alliance while we're here? Also, let's go hiking." I'd be like, <gasps> "Oh, yeah." <laughs> I feel Long like that sounds. Friend awful 
And I would be like, oh, that sounds awful. But I'd go, that sounds perfect. Let's go. And then I would hate everything about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not good enough to stand my ground. I feel like I'd be like, okay. And then just be mad at myself. I mean, um, I've done, I've ended up in this situation before. Can you imagine being next to somebody and you find out that they're like not vaccinated and they're coughing? That's what I'm like, saying. It's like, yeah, exactly. What? It's like, how do you vet somebody so quickly? I mean, maybe people are just better at navigating we just have significant trust issues we're just really damaged (laughs) could that be it (laughs) i doubt it i don't think that's relevant um anyway so she's just like kicking ass like having a great trip like keeping her friends and family updated um and so she turned to dating apps uh to meet up with locals who would show her around the city so again this is like a common thing among solo travelers you know you meet a nice person in public um they can show you the best local spots uh you can kind of you know take a look at them before you meet up and this way you don't have to like gps around by yourself all day and that is how uh grace met jesse so the date was december 1st and her birthday was december 2nd so this was the day before her 22nd birthday okay so Jesse was the same age as her, and he seemed kind, he seemed adventurous, and they agreed to get dinner that night. What Grace did not know is that Jesse was a very skilled liar and manipulator. See, that's the other reason I won't just randomly talk to a stranger. I'm like, I don't know if this is a game we're both in on. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, too, like, and I mentioned this in a, in a few bullet points, but I'm one of those people where I'm like, I can read people really well. So I'm but but somebody said that about him. Like, I usually read people really well. And this guy pulled the wool over my eyes. And I'm like, Mm. that's scary to me. Like, if you can be such a good sociopath that like, even people who are like eyeing you, you know, yeah, think you're safe. um, That disturbs me. So she obviously did not know this. And she met up with him for dinner. So this guy, Jesse, he had been living back and forth between Australia and New Zealand over the years. And he apparently going back through his record, his history, just told people whatever story he felt like they either wanted to hear or would be the most impressed by. So I'll give you an example. He once told a landlord that he was a professional softball player. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Not special. Were you really? I'm just kidding. Um, That's how convincing you are. (laughs) Um, so he lied and said he was a professional softball player and he couldn't pay rent yet because he was just waiting for this season's paycheck and he got away with it for months. And then he, when the landlord finally like realized like this was all just a a con, he just ran and never paid his rent. And so Mm. he's also brazen in that way. Like he just, when he gets caught, he just fucking pieces out, you know? It's a flight risk. Yeah. Yeah. His landlord told reporters he was a very convincing liar. I thought I could read people, but I badly misjudged him. And that's when I'm like, "Uh oh, I don't like that. So another person had some anecdotes about Jesse. Her name was Millie Mason, and she was Jesse's former housemate. She met him in 2016 when she and her friends needed someone, uh, another roommate, to fill an empty room that had opened up on their lease normal right like put an ad out for somebody and when he responded to the vacancy ad on facebook they were like you know we looked into him he seemed really nice we met him he was chatty and lovely he told them that his dad was a restaurant tycoon in australia and then he said he was actually going to be buying a popular restaurant in auckland Mm. but here's where things where he misjudged the situation 
Millie actually knew the owner of that popular restaurant in Auckland and was like, are you planning to sell to like, my roommate says he's planning to buy your restaurant. And the owner was like, no, I'm not playing. I don't know who that is. And I'm not selling what? my restaurant. Wow. That's a very lucky coincidence. Is, right. And I like to think that eventually something would have slipped. But like, it seems like she was just really lucky to like have made that, you know, connection in her mind. So she went and asked and the guy was like. Or whoever owns the restaurant was like, no, I'm not planning to sell. Mm. So that's when she realized, like, things are a little off. So she starts keeping, like, a keener eye on this guy, Jesse. Mm-hmm. And when she went to that restaurant one night for dinner, the one that she knew the owner, she saw Jesse working behind the bar. And what? He's an employee there. So he made up the story, like, I'm going to be buying this popular restaurant when really uh-huh. he was either a, I don't know, a barback or a bartender or something like that. Um, and he kind of just made up the story. So she saw him. This is wild. And when he saw her and they made eye contact, he walked out of the restaurant and never went back to work again. I was going like, to say, he bolted. Left. Just wow. Left. Never worked there again. That's so, so wild that he, uh, I, sorry, no, no. I wonder what his, I wonder what someone's mentality is when they're like that, where it's like never having to own up to anything you're doing and like knowing you're wrong the whole time for yeah. you to just immediately jet. That's crazy. I bet, I bet it's like, oh, I've just gotten away with it so many times. I can just go somewhere new and lie and say, I've worked in restaurants for 30 years and you know. It's wild that you would think like, hey, I'm t- I don't want to run around anymore. Maybe I'd just be fucking honest. Right? It's crazy. Yeah, I agree with you on this, obviously. But yeah, so they're 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 weirded out. But again, he's on their lease now, or he's at least subletting from them. And so she and her friends start feeling uneasy, like, you know, what else is this guy hiding? Like he clearly lied about like his whole life. So you know, we're wary of him. Mm-hmm. And one night, one of the roommates or the housemates was alone when Jesse came home very drunk. And we don't know what he said, but apparently his behavior was so off that this housemate, she slept with a knife in her room because she was so afraid of him. Holy shit. And it was basically at this moment that they stopped leaving each other alone. So they always made sure there were at least two people in addition to Jesse in the house at any given time to make sure Mm. nobody was left alone with him, which like, hello, giant red flag if you have to like i mean i'm not blaming them i'm just saying like wow you know that's how you know how bad it is they're they refuse to be alone with him in the house yeah so anyway that's just a little backstory about jesse so grace meets jesse on tinder seems like a great guy so she goes into her date expecting kind of this friendly genuine guy and that's who he acts like on the date during the date her friend texts her how's the date going and Grace responded, I click with him so well. I'll let you know what happens tomorrow. Mm. But the friend never heard from her again. Yeah. So December 2nd, Grace did not return to her hostel. And keep in mind, it's her birthday now, her 22nd birthday. Oh, man. Her friend, her best friend, Paige, messaged her happy birthday and heard nothing. And she thought it was odd. um, But she was like, well, she's traveling and, you know, in a different time zone and is making friends so maybe she's just celebrating her birthday but then Paige kind of touched base with the other family and friends and found out nobody had heard from grace on her birthday not even her family members and that's when they started to get nervous so people Mm. at the hostel where she was staying were getting nervous as well when she didn't return to her room so her backpacking friends start reaching out to each other and figuring out that nobody has seen grace for over a day 
And by the time detectives actually like got the missing persons report set up, uh, it turns out Grace's backpacking friends were already putting up missing persons flyers all over Auckland, asking people to contact them, which like, I think that's so cool that she met these people backpacking like presumably a week or two ago. And now they're throughout the city putting up like missing posters and being like, help us find our friend. I don't know. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So detectives knew that this would quickly become an international circus media wise. uh, And it did. It was all over the radio and TV in England, especially in Grace's hometown, which must be really hard for her family. Her story blew up on social media. People in Essex said it was impossible to scroll anywhere without seeing an article being posted about her disappearance. And Grace's family, meanwhile, decide to travel to New Zealand. And while they're there, her father makes a media statement appealing for her safe return, any info about her whereabouts. And detectives start looking into Grace's social media. Mm-hmm. The last person to comment on any of her social media was a man named Jesse Shane. Oh, okay. Hmm. So detectives messaged him and found out his full name was Jesse Shane Kempson. And the next day, he actually reached out to police directly and said, oh, were you trying to touch base with me? And they asked him to come in for some questions. So on Tuesday, December 6th, he arrived at the police station to answer questions wearing a three-piece suit. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. um, Going to church after this? Right? Like, very odd um, for, like, a 20, early 20s guy to show up for questioning in a three-piece suit, but whatever, um, you know, people were weirded out. And one detective described, quote, throughout the interview, some things early on were a little bit odd, but some people are odd. I was like, <laughs> oh, well, I guess that's a fair way to take sure. it out. Yeah. So he told police, yes, I had been on a date with her the week before. We had matched on Tinder. Um, we matched Friday, began talking Saturday, December 1st. And he said, the last time I saw her is when we parted ways after a casual dinner date. Meanwhile, which Jesse did not realize, is that detectives were actually following Grace's movements on CCTV footage throughout the city. Mm. So CCTV, or closed circuit television, um, basically everything stays in a closed circuit believe it or not so that it's not like publicly broadcasted um and many countries use cctv as a surveillance tool to investigate crimes in some places like auckland cctv has basically like eyes on just about every street intersection grocery store elevator like everything's wow. covered and you know this how is like, lovely <laughs> i know i'm like oh fuck yeah because like that sounds I would, great i would love for that to be used for the safety of others but also it's raised a lot of controversy about surveillance oh. states and you know the private privacy like how private are we if they're filming everything we're doing like where sure. are they putting cameras what's next you know so i'm i'm sure there's a lot of um controversy drama forth. yeah back and forth surrounding that and i don't know enough to say anything definitive but in this case at least it was beneficial to get to the bottom of this crime so CCTV, they're looking through it for for evidence. And, you know, it's only a few years ago, but like the facial recognition was not as, you know, really advanced as it is now. Um, and so it, it was a lot more of just minute by minute, second by second, watching just hours of every camera trying to find where she is and, then yeah. you know, follow her. So it's very, very um, tedious and labor intensive work. But you're watching someone's whole day and like still getting cameras that might not 
catcher. Yeah. Well, you got to, f- they had to find her first. So they're like just watching oh, them to try God. and find her. And then once they find her, yeah, then they have to like track every camera, which again, I imagine like incredibly tedious, mm-hmm. but they are, they're able to follow extensive footage of Grace on her date with Jesse through Auckland. And there was footage of them at the burger place uh, for their date standing at the counter ordering food everything seems pretty normal on the footage and grace is smiling while they're chatting jesse told detectives he chose the public burger place in case grace was a catfish because he was worried about his own safety Mm. he said i wanted it to be public for the security and i'm not i'm not making that sound or face for people who are actually legitimately meeting people Of course you want it to be public. This guy's just so full of shit that it makes me mad. Um, He says, if if she wasn't who she said she was, at least in my mind, I'd feel safe. Oh, yes. You and your three-piece suit, you weirdo. Yeah, Prince Charming. Yeah, oh, yeah, indeed. So when asked how their date ended, Jesse said there was a hug, a kiss on the cheek, and a thanks, nice meeting you. And he said the evening ended at an intersection between his hotel and Grace's hostel. He said at 8 p.m. they hugged and parted ways in opposite directions. So this is what he's telling. And so in the interrogation footage, you can see the detective asking Jesse to confirm the details several times. Like, okay, so you're sure this mm-hmm. time, this intersection, you just kissed each other on the cheek, said bye, and went different directions. He says, yes, 100%. What he doesn't know is they're, <laughs> they're watching this, and it oh, is not God. at all what he's saying is happening. So they're like, okay, glad we got him, like, repeatedly saying a bold face lie or bald sure. face bald face lie bald faced bald face i we're both bald faced bald bold, face bold faced because you're bold you're boldly saying it your face looks but i think it's a bald face lie like like it's there's not but your face but you can look bold as you're lying your face can be bold you could also be bold <laughs> but no, a bald person could be bold Okay, well, I just googled baldface bald and boldface lie, and they're both allegedly a thing. Um, what? Yeah, because it's like a bare face. Like you're, there's nothing concealing it. Oh. Like you're just baldly like saying something without any. Understood. To, you know what I mean? I would think bold because you are like you're. How bold of you to just look me in the eyes and say it? Um. Yes, I think that's why it gets confused. But apparently, um. Bold and bald face are in common use, but experts prefer bald face lie. Oh, so that's why okay. I said it. Right, the experts. Okay. This article from the Bar Association of San Francisco says, don't say bold faced when you mean bald faced. Okay, um, relax. Also- <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Uh, okay, so in any case, he's telling this lie that's just. Has a face to it. Uh, has some sort of face. I can't confirm or deny. Um, anyway, he said he walked down the street to a bar after they parted ways and had 10 drinks. Okay. The next thing he remembered was waking up in his room at about 10 a.m. He said he was confident about the time he woke up because he checked his phone right away and it said 10 a.m. So, again, like I said, he didn't realize that the detectives are outside the room watching footage that is just directly contradicting everything he's saying. So in the actual CCTV footage, you can see them chatting for a while at the intersection. Then they both turn and walk down the street together toward Jesse's hotel, holding hands. Okay. Fucking liar. That moment, obviously, proved that his story was an outright lie. 
They watched more CCTV footage, which showed Grace walking into Jesse's hotel with his arm around her shoulder. They took an elevator to the third floor where Jesse lived, and this is the last time Grace was sighted on any footage because she was not ever seen leaving the hotel. Mm. So the detective left the room for a bit, and Jesse apparently knocked on the door, and they were like, yes. And he said, am I being arrested for something I didn't do? And they said, you haven't been arrested, mate. <laughs> so, so like, are you in handcuffs? <laughs> nice try. Yeah, you're still wearing your three-piece suit. Okay, calm down. So he came back in with some printed images of the CCTV footage and said, wait, so is this you in the pictures? But he still didn't get that, like, it was contradicting. So he was like, oh, yeah, that's me, like, without <laughs> thinking. And so they were like, okay, cool. So we just blew your whole fucking story. Yeah. And apparently the disturbing thing to detectives was that Jesse seemed totally comfortable and chill, like not a drop of sweat the entire time. Um, they said everything he told them sounded comfortable and plausible. Um, and, you know, they said maybe his suit was throwing them off. But also I feel like that would make me less likely mm. to believe him. But maybe, I, maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like the, the outfit just makes him seem more mature or professional than he really is. Yeah, I guess so. Although I would wonder if the guy that's always bolting for him to, to just say, am I being arrested? Usually it, it sounds like if he has any suspicions, he's just gone. He's just gone. So I wonder if he asked to be like, can I leave? And maybe they were like, no, you're being held for 40 right. hours or whatever. Right. You're not arrested, but you have to stay here. Maybe he was trying to get out of it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But apparently the suit idea like made them think he was much more believable so much so that they said if they didn't have the cctv they might have just believed him which is like Wild. so shocking and is makes me it makes me so thankful for things like cctv even if they're yeah. like in controversy but it might have worked he might have tricked them if there wasn't direct proof uh that he was lying so the detective starts laying out all the conflicts in jesse's timeline um it shows him leaving his hotel room dressed for the day at 8 a.m on sunday not 10 a.m. Like he said, he woke up at 10 a.m. and checked his phone. He's leaving the building at 8 a.m. And the detective says, you haven't told the truth. And after a long silence, Jesse just said, is there something you want to ask me? <laughs> That's my exact reaction. I was like, Ugh. Uh, So the problem was, although he was lying, there was no evidence that he had hurt Grace, even though she got off on his floor. It's all circumstantial, right? Like we don't have proof he did anything sure so all they could do was hold him for no more than 48 hours so they released him but they filed for a warrant to search his apartment and the forensics team used something called luminol all right mm. all my forensic files girlies out there <laughs> it's our <laughs> moment to shine uh so luminol reacts with blood and makes it glow like in those shows you've probably seen this happen um the luminol unfortunately showed massive amounts of blood in his hotel room. Mm. The missing person investigation officially became a murder investigation only a week after Grace's disappearance, December 8th. They took a look at his phone and found out that he had been searching for porn at around 1 a.m. in his hotel room. But on Monday, the day after, his phone data showed he was out in a wilderness area about 12 miles outside of Auckland sketch Ugh. so sketchy all ugh, i don't even want to know but i do wonder like was the porn before or after he killed oh i'll tell you fuck 
and it's not good. Oh, God. I know. I know. So detectives asked Jesse to tell his story yet again, and now he's changing it because he knows he's been caught in a lie, right? So he's like, oh, I can explain everything. He says he oh, – okay. <laughs> don't worry. Um, Take it got, away. Take it away, buddy. Uh, he says he took Grace back to his hotel where she told him about a little book called Fifty Shades of Grey. According, okay. I, know, I know. According to Jesse, he was unfamiliar with BDSM, but Grace told him she had fantasies related to the book. And Jesse said Grace asked him to hold her throat. He says the last thing he remembers was falling asleep in the shower – but when he woke up, he said he thought Grace had left, but he left the bathroom and found her lying on the bed with blood coming out of her nose. Well, that's convenient. You just forgot everything. You for, you just happened to forget after you fell asleep in the shower. Uh, mm. And then he said she, he screamed and tried to wake her up, but she was dead. So now his story is that this was a drunken sex act gone wrong. Um, but the detectives were like, okay, nice try, buddy. Like, you already baldly boldly lied to us so like fuck you mm -hmm. and he said he dialed 111 which is the new zealand emergency line uh but hung up because he was too scared and he apparently left his apartment and bought a huge suitcase brought it home and put grace inside and that is what he took her out of the hotel in which is Ugh. like so horrific and then he said because i guess he thought this might sway somebody that he sat in his car for a while to pray Oh, okay. Then he Great. grabbed a shovel and took Grace to the woods where he buried her. Then he bought a bunch of bleach and other cleaning products to clean up the scene. And now all of these purchases, including the suitcase, were captured on CCTV. So this part of his story was true. Then footage shows him walking around town with Grace's belongings in a black trash bag. And he goes to a park and just shoves them into a trash can, a public trash can. And this oh is God. all on fucking CCTV. So Jesse continues. He... To insist that he's panicking this whole time about this death, this accidental death that occurred. But like while they're watching him, he's just like so fucking calm, just like moseying along. Like he doesn't seem even upset or nervous during any yeah. of this footage. That's, I mean, that's telling. I, like it's not proof, but it's telling. Like that. Like for someone who's that manipulative you think you would know the like maybe fake a tear that's true but i think he didn't even realize he was being filmed that whole time like since he uh, thought they couldn't track him which i'm like if you live in that town and you're kind yeah. of a criminal you probably should know but i guess he knows now so the detective asked to your knowledge did grace die while she was in your company and jesse said to my knowledge i would say yes but he still insisted he didn't kill her and that he didn't kill her with intent at the very least so mm -hmm. he took police to the spot where he buried Grace and they recovered and formally identified her remains tragically. When they did an autopsy, it showed that Jesse strangled Grace for seven to 10 minutes. And mm -hmm. detectives felt there was no room, no plausible room for a rough sex defense. So they charged him with murder. The trial began November 4th, 2019, like 11 months after Grace first disappeared. And Jesse's defense team said it was completely plausible that Grace was encouraging, this is so sickening, Jesse to strangle her during sex <gasps> and that this yeah. was just a, an unfortunate accident. Imagine being her family in the courtroom and having to hear that. Like, yeah, it just really makes my skin crawl. It's just an added slap in the face. It is, yes. And I think later they, they even said her family, like it felt like Grace was on trial 
but couldn't defend herself. Like it felt yeah. like, just, oh, it's so infuriating. So the quote from his defense team was, Miss Mullane died as a result of what they consensually engaged in during their time together. But the prosecution argued that Jesse would have strangled Grace for minutes until she fell unconscious and then continued to strangle her after she was unconscious. So the lead prosecutor said, doing that is much more likely to be about what's going through the bloke's mind and his attitude toward that woman than it is to be an accident of rough sex. Like you're not choking someone until they're unconscious and then continuing to choke them and it's an accident like mm -hmm. that goes against everything he's saying like he just thought she had left and then she had a nosebleed all of a sudden it doesn't make any sense in the end jesse's defense as an honest man panicking about a sex accident fell through because of all this cctv footage and he was described as cool calm and in control while he you know moved through the city buying a suitcase buying bleach just like chilling you know like Worse, zero panic is the weirdest thing to me zero like concern not like not it even. it makes like, it seem like this isn't your first time too right doesn't it it's like there's not even a paranoia about it like this is why i'm convinced he's a sociopath because he just doesn't seem phased like he's lying I, to everyone if i for some reason killed somebody and was trying to cover it up everyone in town would remember me as like the really the twitchy frenetic. person who yeah. was so fucking yeah. scared and weird yeah and didn't know where to buy bleach and walked into michael's and was like do you sell bleach and they were like yeah. what no <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah exactly like this is it, there's something apparently that was really unsettling about the footage and worse which you had asked before um grace had been dead for a while in the room while he was searching for porn online Mm. so it's true it's true so he so he he murdered her then and then wanted to get off to it yeah wow and also like i i don't even know what this means i don't think this i don't i don't know what this means but it's weird that like you would already do something like that and you would still need porn to get off I like know, i feel I, you like know, and i wonder i don't that's know that's not a that's not enough adrenaline for you to like i know like, but you i still wonder, need more i don't even i wonder I don't know enough psychologically on what that means, but it, it seems like if you have this weird thing where like you're attracted to, I don't even know to... if that's what it is. Like, I don't know if he attacked her because he was trying to rape her or something and he, he strangled her and the getting off wasn't about the actual violence. I mean, maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe he just was like, now I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know porn. what it, I, no I don't idea. know what it I don't know what it means, but it, it freaks me out. Yeah, and we don't <laughs> know the details of like what he was searching for, so it didn't tell us much there. Um but it's it's very bad. Like it's very bad. It's a very bad mm -hmm. look. So, you know, all this looked bad for him obviously, and after a 3-week trial, the jury only deliberated for an hour and found Jesse guilty. He was sentenced mm -hmm. to life in prison, but would be eligible for parole in 17 years. So throughout the investigation and trial, Jesse's identity was kept somewhat concealed in New Zealand media, unlike our United States, like approach, right. like our frenzied, like People magazine approach to anybody on trial. Um, well, not anybody, just famous people. Um, so they tried to conceal his identity to try and give, a, give him a fair shot at more trials. Because following his murder conviction, he was still being charged for multiple crimes, including raping another woman he met on Tinder years earlier. Oh, my God. Along with abuse against a former partner. 
who actually had a protective order against him. And she actually ended up speaking out and saying she intended to be Grace's voice against Jesse. Oh, I know. Wow. I know. I know. Wow. Peace, Kim. In the end, those trials found him guilty of sexual violation, threatening to kill, assault, and assault with a weapon. And he did appeal his murder conviction and lost. Last fall, he began appealing those other convictions and lost the appeal again this March. And the convictions are still remaining uh, against him. Jesse's wow. former roommate, Millie, the one who knew the restaurant owner and like caught him in those lies, said she felt both angry and guilty, like she could have done more to raise some alarm or some alert about jesse but like you know that's just survivor's guilt like there's nothing she could have done because he didn't do anything you know he he lied to them but like no one no one is blaming no exactly exactly so grace's friends and family said that this guilty verdict was welcome but it obviously couldn't undo all the suffering they'd endured and the new zealand prime minister actually apologized to grace's family on behalf of the country and they held candlelight vigils throughout the city of Auckland. And they ended up, which is at least some of what of a silver lining, passing new laws in England and Wales uh, to ban rough sex as a defense in murder trials. Oh, wow. Not to defend, <laughs> not to ban rough sex. That would be quite something to try and uphold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but just to, to be able to basically prevent men from saying, like, oh, I accidentally oh, she choked wanted to her. be part of this. Yeah, exactly. Grace's family started something called the Love Grace campaign, where they give out handbags with important supplies to victims of domestic violence, which I think is really cool. And they explained one of the things that comes out of this is that women should be allowed to do what they want without a sexual predator doing what he wants and taking her life, which is like, yeah, understatement of the century. That hmm. absolutely. Millie said, I think. We, as women, are trained to walk with our keys in our hands and make sure we walk in brightly lit streets. Us not knowing what to do isn't the issue. We shouldn't have to do those things. Mm-hmm. Amen. And in their statement for the BBC documentary, Grace's family said they were relieved the government chose to ban the rough sex defense so men wouldn't kill women knowing they could just use that excuse yeah, uh, for truly. a lighter sentence. And they said during the trial, it felt like Grace herself was on trial and unable to defend herself, which must be just so helpless for the family. Yeah. Now, no other families would at least have to go through that specific circumstance um, in the area. And they said Grace will always be their sunshine. Oh, wow. That's heartbreaking. I know. I know. So that's the that's the story. Grace Mullane. It's it's horrible. It's wild how many lies he didn't get caught in until, yeah. or he probably hasn't gotten caught in in the past. It makes for, you wonder, like they, like the housemates did, like what else is there? Like what else has he been just making up this whole oh, time? I, and I feel, I feel so bad for the housemates too, being like, I fucking knew something was crazy. Yes. I mean, and it's like so hard because what do you do in that scenario? Like you say, oh, he lied to us about, well, so what? You know, like the police can't do anything about that. Yeah. But you feel unsafe and like there's nothing you can do except to just get a new place to live and then find out later that he murdered someone like, ugh. yeah, if only there was I mean, it would be wildly abused. So if it wouldn't be wildly abused, I wish there was like a suspicious registry you could put people on. <laughs> I like, know, right? Like a red flag registry. That's yeah, what I'm some, calling it. I got tingles going on about this person. We should watch out for him. Yeah. And I, maybe you should have to 
have some you can have some validation behind your name so like oh yeah i fucking called that guy so now you get like a verified check mark yeah the rfr the red flag uh registry you're like i know this i knew he was up to something i saw something and i said something yeah Yeah. anyway boy well christine that was um (sighs) a doozy an interesting story i hate calling them good stories it was uh i know but it was it was um well researched well done well spoken christine why thank you my friend except halfway through you like ate a dirty cucumber or something so (laughs) all in a day's work yeah that was crazy uh uh, well i guess i'm gonna go get my veins ripped out now (laughs) oh my god okay well you know what we've had a lot of fun here folks but M is gonna go make me want to crawl out of my own skin everyone go um i don't know everyone go take a walk so that maybe your veins aren't as bad as mine one day keep (laughs) those veins healthy folks that's what we always say around here and that's why we drink bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 investments like acquiring america's largest biogas producer archaea energy and starting up new infrastructure in the gulf of mexico it's and not or See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.